everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shellerud from Ad Advance, and today I am joined by Eric Swenson from Ad Advance. And Eric, it's awesome to have you on the podcast again, man. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, it's been a while. I've been excited to get back. Looking forward to chatting today. There you go. It's always a big day when you get to join the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, for people who didn't catch the last episode that you were on, kind of give us a quick background, what you do in Ad Advance, kind of life before... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I gave a little bit of background in my role as director of operations and what that means for overseeing our entire ops team, account managers, the day-to-day. I've really been able to take my experience in the advertising world and apply it to helping our account managers be successful in their role. That's what I'm excited to talk about a little bit today, too, is my background was heavy into like selling traditional linear TV-type commercials and wanted to talk a little bit more about video with people today and the ways we can use it in a digital world now. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was really excited to record this one too, because there are, there's so many different aspects around video advertising. So there's the media buying side, which is, all right, where are ads placed? What are they targeting in terms of audiences or keywords? Um, and how do these show up in essentially where do they show up to? Like, are they on Amazon or off of Amazon? How do they look? But the other key piece is the actual content and the creative that goes into the video. And there's so many different ways that you can approach it. Um, so I figured it'd be a lot of fun to have Eric on the podcast to kind of talk through best practices for the different creatives. So we can kind of go through some key items there and then we can kind of circle back and hit on all right, now that we know the best practices, where's all the areas that these videos can show up? How do we best optimize them? Is there rules of thumb for different types? So that's key things that we're planning to cover on the podcast. So Eric, with your previous experience, let's talk through a video. So um, if you have a client that's coming to you and they say, hey, I want to create a video ad, what should I take into account? Like what's some key things that you're telling them? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, just talking about... Video in general, first off, is just a great, unique way to interact with customers, whether you're selling a product or a service. You know, that person wants to feel engaged. I think the first thing I tell people is keep it short and sweet. 15 to 30 seconds is a prime spot. And if you're on those specific numbers, 15 and 30, those can then benefit certain places that you'll be able to actually place those ads. Think about it as a traditional commercial person. I'm watch a lot of TV. I'm always judging commercials. The Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm more excited at times just watching the commercials and then having conversations with people about. We had if, a recap after the Super Bowl where we went through and everybody picked their their best and worst ads and everything. And it was, it was fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Just tons of excitement around. Didn't you get to do that in one of your marketing classes too? Like day after the Super Bowl, that's all you do? Yeah. Shout out to one of my professors, <laughs> Heffley, who would allow us after the Super Bowl to watch ads and then talk about it as a class and share pros and cons. And But what it really came down to was like trying to find, you know, the benefits and how can we then improve those or how could we help clients in the future think of a better way to interact with the shopper sure yeah and when you're talking about these different time frames so one we can hit on why you want to be short and sweet but two are there like 15 30 seconds those are standard time frames that are utilized like or are there different like standard time frames that are utilized or that amazon or other platforms suggest you have definitely yeah i mean we're in the amazon space but also touching more on to just you know ad placements all across the entire web when you get into buying placements on YouTube and whatnot. 
for those people who have been running video ads for a while, you may refer to video ads too across the web as like pre-roll or mid-roll. Now we'd call those like online video just to cover everything general. So sure. whether you're or if scroll- we talk about OLV, online video. Yeah, yep. yep, for sure. And that's what's going to cover both of those. So whether you're scrolling through a news article and a video pops up in the middle of your article or we're all accustomed to it on YouTube when the ad pops up in the beginning or in the middle, hence the mid-roll, pre-roll type of thing. So yeah, the 15 seconds and 30 seconds is going to determine where you can have, you know, commercial quality ads delivered in multiple different places. Yep. Yeah. And as an advertising nerd, um, as I'm like just going through and browsing the web outside of work and everything, I find myself always analyzing different advertisements. And another key thing is like just getting a perspective on how long I actually stop on these different ads to watch the videos. And so I think keeping it short and sweet is huge because our attention spans are so short when we're scrolling around on our phone or browsing around online especially if I'm on weather.com, there's got to be something that catches my attention and I have a short attention span before I get back to checking the weather or checking the news or whatever it is. And so I think that's a key piece is one, there's going to be the standard timeframes that you definitely want to adhere to. But two, just keep in mind that People have very short attention spans, especially online. (laughs) And so getting right to the point is critical to engaging that audience and really showing why your product or service is worth spending more time or clicking on. You're absolutely right, Joe. That's actually my second point is keep, you know, when it keeps it short and sweet, but also grab their attention early. Sure. So you know, interacting with them right away. And like, sometimes people will say in the first three to five seconds, if you haven't, haven't captured their attention, their likelihood to leave or bounce is much higher. Uh, We have some really cool metrics too, that come out of that. We'll be able to see at times how long somebody watched in the first quartile, second quartile, third quartile, and all the way through your video ad. So you can actually determine then, oh, a large portion of people are dropping off right after my first, well, okay, we didn't capture their attention. Sure. We probably got to relook at that video ad and determine, you know, what's driving somebody away here. So great point, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And so for catching their attention to like, th- this is a fun one. And again, as an advertising nerd, I will find myself watching a video ad and then I'll go back and I'll watch the beginning of it to try to figure out what actually stopped me from scrolling. Yeah. You know, if I if all of a sudden I'm on a video ad and I'm like paying attention to it, <laughs> it's like, OK, something had to happen at the beginning that caught my attention enough to keep my thumb from going up on the screen. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, for instance, I think it was just yesterday I found myself watching a video ad and I was like, why am I watching this? Like, I'm not even interested in the subject. And I went to the beginning and at the very beginning, they had a frame where it looked like it kind of glitched out and it was intentional and it was weird enough where it caused me to stop, Um, you know, or there's that first second or two. If you can get something that adds a surprise or something that's out of the ordinary enough for people to stop scrolling that doesn't just look like a traditional video ad, I found personally that that's where I will stop. And maybe it's just because I'm so used to seeing ads too that <laughs> it has to be something extraordinary yeah. to catch my attention. But at the same time, I think like that first sentence or two or the first second or two to get people to stop is so critical. So what can you throw in there at the very beginning that really captures people's attention? Like, can you think of any other fun examples that you've seen that like makes you just stop? Definitely. I mean, 
You said it, Joe. Advertisers like us were a little bit different because I think maybe we're overanalyzing <laughs> those a little bit. Sure. But you take the average consumer, they're they're not analyzing it to the level that we are, right? So doing anything that's fast-paced or there's psychology around certain colors that you use, right, that grab certain people's attention. All these big chains have done all their homework and research into why they use certain colors. You know, putting a celebrity's face on something right away, you know, grabs a large attention to people that know somebody like that. Right. Sure. Now we don't all have budgets to throw a celebrity in there. You know, you could call Joe. We, we see maybe <laughs> yeah. You definitely but, don't want me right. on your video. ad, <laughs> Right. But you actually brought up a really good point too, though, Joe, is that knowing your audience is what is really important. So what I can tell you is, is maybe you caught yourself watching that video ad for a little bit longer than normal. And you went back and you're like, what caught me to watch this? I'd say if the advertiser was doing their job very well, those ads would be targeted to you for some reason, one way or the other, right? And if you thought about it and it's like, oh, yeah, I was looking for those types of products or we're considering maybe, you know, building a garage and I'm looking for this type of service at my house where, you know, maybe I need to call that person. Like they know you based on your viewing and shopping habits online. So I'd say that's where our job comes into play if if we see ads that aren't seeing good engagement rates, good video aren't being completed, we probably know we're not doing our job very well because we're not targeting the right audience. Sure. Sure. I love it. Yeah. Yep. So we we talked about keeping it short and sweet, really focusing on catching people's attention. So the very beginning of the video is pretty critical. So what else do you got there? Yeah. Something else I take to heart too when, you know, giving suggestions like this on videos is we have a couple different ways that you can look at it. And I think one thing, a suggestion I give is focus on benefits instead of features. Features can be important when we're looking at the new tech gadgets and things like that. But truly, when you are selling somebody on something, the, the shopper wants to know how is that service or product going to benefit me? I need to feel like if I'm going to be committed to that, I was engaged with the ad for a reason because I know that it would benefit me. Instead of just being sold on like the features of the gizmos or gadgets, that's not going to grab everybody. They want to feel like they can see themselves improving their life or in, you know, meeting their goal that they needed to by feeling like they understand the features. Yep. Does that yeah. make sense? For sure. Yeah. yeah. And this one, this one, I always had to watch myself personally. So as an engineer nerd, I love yep. features. <laughs> so I'm the person who like when we're buying new computers for new people in the office, I'm looking at all the specs and comparing them one by one. Um, but for most products and for most people, mm -hmm. <laughs> really focusing on the benefits. And, you know, I, I, I claim that I'm all feature driven, but I'm sure I've been captured by many different advertisements that are completely emotionally like benefit driven. It's so critical to do because now you're focusing on the solution. What is this product or what is this service going to solve versus just trying to hit like one little aspect about it that maybe you feel like is big that makes it different. But for the average person watching, they're not going to know or they're not going to know how that compares to your competitors or even care about it. Like what you're trying to do is get over that threshold or that barrier where, OK, I wasn't interested in this product in general <laughs> and now I am because it's giving me certain key benefits. And so it, it can be a hard, a hard thing to do, especially as a seller, too. Because you know your product yeah, so well yeah. and you know the minute details on why your products are better than your competitors. But for the most part, your customers are not going to know 
or really care, honestly. <laughs> and so I think describing the benefits, like you're saying, and focusing on that, like what is the key reason why people should buy? It's going to be so much more critical than, hey, this feature is X percent better than our competitors, which is here. Like, okay, yeah, it, it just doesn't sell as much. And definitely. so features can be great in certain aspects, but I would say definitely lean more towards the benefit side. Definitely. I think you're going to see a stronger conversion rate when you focus on benefits over the features, but definitely a time and place for when you're buying the office equipment, you want the latest and greatest gadgets. Don't get me wrong. Like we're looking at the cool features, but definitely at the end of the day, emotional grab ways that you're really going to be able to get maybe somebody to the higher chances they're going to convert is likely by the benefits. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. I love that, Eric. And so uh, it, now, I mean, just recapping again, what we just talked about. So keep it short and sweet, catch people's attention, focus on benefits. Uh, any other ones? Yeah, just a couple others. I think it's really important to, if you can show, don't tell, you know, people want to see that product or service in action. Some, a lot of times seeing is believing for those people. We can talk and talk till we're blue in the face to try to sell somebody on something. But when they actually can see it in action, I think that definitely is going to have a higher impact on your conversion rate. Yep. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, some examples that always come to mind, and we've covered this in some other podcasts, but I have three kids. Like if I can see the toys in action, like that's going to mean so much more to me than showing like a still shot of this and with text saying how cool it is. Like if, if I see kids like running around and playing it and shooting off a rocket or yeah. I don't yeah. know, something that I'm drawn to as a nerd. Yeah. Well, that's a huge thing too. You have to sell the parent at times too, right? Yep. And that, yeah. Yeah. And for those with yeah selling toys, you're mostly selling the parent. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and then getting the, getting the kids over that initial barrier where this looks cool, but that's, that's usually easier than selling the parent. Yeah. The parent doesn't want to feel like how many, parts am I going to step on that are going to be, you know, all around the kitchen floor? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And word of advice, if you demonstrate and you're like, yeah, this cool little RV camper has 193 pieces that come with it. Like <laughs> as a parent, personally, I'm not sold because I get to pick that all up. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And then the last one, Joe, I think I'd just say is don't be afraid to test. Don't be discouraged by one video ad not working. I can tell you many people have failed and learned by A-B testing, running another one alongside it. And we can get into all the different ad places and places that you can you can run video ads. And they're making it much more easier now to run A-B creative side by side so you can really determine which one are you having higher interaction rates on certain videos. So sure. ultimately what I think it comes down to is if you're going to make an investment into some video assets, I would probably recommend people invest in a long form video. That long form video allows you to cut down that long form video, say it's a few minutes long into multiple 15 or 30 second cuts that you can then test against each other in the same ad campaign. Yep. Yeah, I, I love that. And like for the testing, so if you're going to get videos done, like long form is great. And then when you're doing it, think through all the different ways you can repurpose it. 
you know, so putting it on the actual product, the listing itself, it's going to be great. Yep. Website uses, different things like that. And so longer form is great because then you can take that down. The other key piece that I would add is like, especially say for that first second or two, we talked about how critical it is to capture people's attention. Try some different intros into it and see what resonates. There's many times where we're surprised on what works well. Definitely. <laughs> and the only way you figure that out is through testing and then evaluating the results. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, when you have a good ad partner like us that can review the metrics and tell you, hey, we're noticing this, we can usually qu catch those things pretty quickly on what's working and what's not. Sure. Yeah. It, can I add one other one in? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we've talked about a bit, like we, we just had a podcast recently with Tony Miller and we were talking about developing your avatar. So like, all right, who is the person, the customer that I am speaking to? And so this is kind of a combination of the creative itself and then the media buying or really targeting the, the right spots. Um, and so it's, can I try to customize my video a bit to speak directly to this person? And if you can find a couple different ways to do that for like the toy instance. So, okay, who is your avatar? Is it the child or is it the parent? <laughs> and the way that you speak to both audiences is going to be very different. And so if you can find that sweet spot where you have different audiences that you know you're directly trying to talk to and then can tune the video to directly speak to them, just like we try to do with creative headlines and everything, too, that goes along with other ad types. If you can get that to speak directly to them, if I see the video and it's like, OK, this is perfect for me. It's going to do so much better than a more general video overall. Definitely. Well, Joe, I think about your example earlier, like if it's a toy for a child, showing just the child may not sell the parent because sure. you want to the parent being the person who's going to purchase it may want to see them using it. You said if something shoots off and it's a firework and I'm excited, like I could see myself <laughs> using it too. Yeah. I'm probably going to want to be more inclined to buy it then because I can see myself enjoying it with the child. Yep. So definitely thinking about or who playing with it after yeah. when they go yeah. to bed too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knowing who your <laughs> audience is and ensuring that that ad is targeted towards them. Tony gives great advice on creating that avatar. If you haven't listened to that podcast, I definitely would recommend it. There are so many unique ways the way you can layer certain audiences into ensuring that you're targeting the right person. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So let's talk about some ad placements like yeah. that we can show on Amazon. Kind of walk us through what those look like and then we can touch on any any unique aspects that we should take into account for the different types. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll start with the Amazon space. You know, your more traditional sponsor brand video is going to be an awesome place that you're going to see on first page research, search results. Scrolling on desktop or mobile, it's going to be right below the fold. Typically, you're going to see an individual product. Amazon now has the ability to be able to showcase a brand and not just a single product. So you can direct those video ads back to a brand store, which is giving that shopper more of a traditional experience of shopping your e-commerce store. So we have traditional sponsor brand video, which have for the longest time have performed very well. Sponsor display video now, too. Owning a lot of similar placements where sponsor display was before, 
You could add custom images, but now another unique way to interact with them is a video shows up in those placements as well, too. You know, more or less, the sponsored brand is typically going to be seen on the Amazon platform. Sponsored display is going to give you that ability to both be seen on Amazon and off Amazon. Similar to when we get into DSP, where you have more capabilities, more levers and knobs to turn. That's now when you're going to be getting into some really cool video type options when you're talking about OLV, online video, where they're going to run both on Amazon or off Amazon, primarily on a lot of those owned and operated sites. But of course, like you said, Joe, what a lot of people do when they roll over in the morning, they check the weather channel. Sure. You're going to get served video ads likely right away before you see that. Those can be served through online video type ad placements. Yep. Um, another, another one that means a lot to me, especially with my history in the commercial world and seeing how wildly expensive that can be to target people sure. on just random commercials without the ability to segment who your audience is, um, is on streaming TV. Um, and so, you know, OTT over the top, some of the different names people have referred to those as, but I mean, that's when you're going to be seeing those ads that are going to be commercial quality, 15 or 30 seconds, typically non-skippable. So you're engaging with that audience the entire time, unless they're getting up to go get the popcorn. But a lot of times they're engaged with the ad, the video that they're watching are going to sit down and watch through it. But then you have the ability to target audiences specific to who's watching those shows sure. on your streaming devices. So I love that. I think people really need to give it a thought if you've been spending a lot on linear TV, traditional commercials in the past, really look at what the benefit can do for you of targeting a specific audience with that exact same commercial quality that you're running on standard linear TV. And then another fun one that isn't talked about a lot right now, but it should be is Twitch ads. We have it a demographic that's watching people play video games and I don't go on it that much. So I don't know a lot about what it is, but it, it looks sweet. I, I scroll through other stream, other services and I see people watching people play games on Twitch and that's a big deal. Sure. And you know who the audience is there. So when we're talking to a younger demographic that likes to watch people play video games and kind of talk about the new upcoming things, there are specific ad placements that can be served that are non skippable as well with video on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's a ton of different places where we can put our videos and kind of going back to the avatar type a conversation that we had too. one key piece when you're making videos is to think through where in the stage of their buying journey they are yep. too. And so, for instance, if I have a sponsor brand video that's targeting specific keywords, they're already looking for my potential product. And now they're probably trying to figure out which one to buy on Amazon. And so the way I can approach that video is going to be a lot different than, say, one that pops up on YouTube. And it might be more like introducing them to our brand or our product in general. They may not be specifically searching for it, too. Yep. And so that's one other thing to, to take into account when you're creating the video. Like, one, okay, let's target this person who's already interested in the general product and we're trying to sell them on ours. The way that you approach that could look a lot different than, hey, check this out. This is really cool. You haven't heard of our brand or our product, but you should probably look at checking us out more and buying it. It's going to be a lot different, too. And so another piece to keep in mind as you're creating these videos, okay, can I speak to all these different areas with the videos? Can I chunk it up into different sections where, all right, if somebody's not familiar with the brand at all, more upper funnel advertising, can I paint that picture? 
And then for those people who are looking for specific products or our brand itself, all right, now I'm going to speak to them a little bit differently. So it's taking it back. And then at that point, now there's so many different spots that you can test and approach and put your ads on. And to just touch on your point, Eric, from linear TV, I mean, the, the key benefits of online is one, the targeted audiences. So you can get much more targeted audiences versus just the general, you know, location based. Yep targeting that you can do with linear TV. And then two is the measurability. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you can measure results and impact quite a bit better than you can on linear TV too. So if you are spending a lot on linear TV and you haven't made the transformation to digital, there's a lot of great benefits for it. And the two can really go hand in hand too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Joe, just to kind of recap what you said there, I think Ensuring that you know where the appropriate video fits in that sales journey means a lot. And there, the nice thing about it is that there are different ways to touch that shopper at the different stages in their shopping journey. And that's huge. Yeah. And then, of course, too, like if you haven't touched digital streaming TV or digital video advertising at all, but you have larger TV commercial video you know, advertising budgets, I definitely would recommend giving it a shot for the measurability and just the, you know, overall, you know, optimization. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, usually I do the recap, but I'll let you do the recap today. So walk us through, okay, what's the key things to keep in mind when creating a, a video creative? Short and sweet, 15 to 30 seconds. Know your audience and grab their attention in those first three seconds. Focus on benefits instead of features, if possible. Show, don't tell, if possible, in certain circumstances. And then important just to not give up right away after the first one. Don't be discouraged. A, B, test. Utilize that long-form video to create multiple video assets for yourself that can be used in different places. Yep. Yep. And then my final add-on one, which is probably the best because it came from me. <laughs> just yep. kidding. Yep. <laughs> um, is uh, look at your, your avatar too. Absolutely. Yep. Really take into account who you're speaking to. And then if you can tweak the video for both who you're speaking to and then their familiarity with the product and the brand, where in the funnel they are. If you can get different videos where you can uh, kind of cut these different pieces down, it's going to be great where now you can kind of tweak them for the specific audiences. So for sure. Yeah. Eric, I love the list. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a great overview for anybody who's looking to advertise with video. Definitely encourage it. And You know, for anybody who's listening to the podcast, we appreciate it as always. If you're looking for more content from us, we're always releasing new case studies and articles on our website at advanced.com or else we're also posting a ton of social content. So whether you follow us on LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook, come check us out. We're always posting new items like this. And as always, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast and we'll see you on the next episode. 